Hi everybody, this is Ben and this is Ben's Week in Medical School, sharing knowledge about the human body and glimpses into life in medical school. This podcast is for your entertainment and education. I do my best to present accurate information, but this podcast is not professional medical advice. The podcast is a personal project and does not represent the views of my medical school. Welcome back. It's episode 29 and it's week 32 of medical school. This week I got involved in a vaccine clinic out in the community and I also got to tour the emergency department where we're going to be doing our study, our research study coming up in April. So let's get to it. There's a partnership between a locally owned and operated pharmacy in Kalamazoo and then community organizations that work directly with underserved populations in Kalamazoo. And my housemate, who's a WMED student, is one of the integral people who wrote an application to get state funds and vaccine doses to, to deliver 2,500 vaccines to people in the community. And the goal is really to understand that, that African-American people and people of color have been disproportionately affected by COVID-19 because they're you know, often excluded from healthcare and face a lot of barriers to healthcare. Some common barriers are be homelessness, not having internet access, relying on public transportation and having inflexible work schedules, language barriers, being undocumented is big, and having just historical or personal trauma with the medical system. So the goal is to solve those problems by working, well, not to solve those problems, but I guess to address those barriers by working with community partners who know the neighborhood and have extensive trust built up in the community. The vaccine clinics this weekend were put on in an organization called Mothers of Hope. They have three like urban residential lots, one with a house and two are grass lots. And we parked cars for drive-in vaccinations on the two lots. And on the third lot, we had walk-up vaccinations for people. And it was just a really amazing event. We were serving the north side of Kalamazoo, and there was kind of this party atmosphere that they set up, which I thought was so fun. There was a DJ, and there were some um, food tables set up, and everybody was really just there, excited. It was nice weather after a long winter. It would just work really well. We had the Moderna vaccine. Each vaccine vial has about 10 doses, but if you are careful to drop each syringe and not waste any, you can actually get a little bit over 11 doses out of a vial. At the end of the day, they had only a few doses left, which is excellent, just what you want. But still, there was kind of like a scramble to try and get every dose given out. So people were calling people that were still on the wait lists. I was able to get someone in off of the wait list, and I had to grab one of the handful of remaining vaccine syringes that were sitting in a basket until the person that I had contacted showed up to make sure that they were actually able to get the vaccine. So I was just sitting there holding their syringe until they arrived. It was tons of work. There were so many things that had to come together perfectly for this to happen. It was really mind boggling. Um, for To get 500 people vaccinated, we had to print about 5,000 sheets of paper, which really taxed the toner cartridges and a lot of people's university print credits. Even things like sharps containers for disposing syringes those were in short supply around the Kalamazoo area. So you have to have somewhere to put these syringes after you're done. I'm really proud of what we accomplished. It really seemed like the goals of the day were met. We probably vaccinated more than a thousand people on Saturday and Sunday. I would say that this time 
it was my first time really getting to do a lot of vaccinations. And I got to really focus on greeting the patients that were coming in and putting them at ease. A few people came in who specifically said, I'm nervous, I don't like needles. And I think that they all did really well. Nobody seemed to seemed to freak out. It didn't seem to hurt anybody. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy with how it went. It was really affirming to be a comforting presence for people and also be really effective giving the vaccines. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a news article about the vaccine clinics if you want to check that out. I think I mentioned last week that the emergency de- that I'm doing an emergency department research study. We got to tour the emergency department this week and learn about the specific steps that we're going to be taking every time we enroll a patient in the study. The emergency department where we're going to be working is really shiny, nice, new. Um, it's it's different than the emergency department where I had volunteered before in Las Vegas. Um, I think that maybe they've had a recent, more recent renovations. A lot of the rooms are private rooms with glass doors that close. There's, there's um, centralized desk pods where the nurses can and technicians can watch all the vitals for all of the rooms that they're supervising from one computer monitor. Um, That's pretty common, I guess. But in general, yeah, it was bewildering to be there. It's kind of like a maze. Every hallway looks sort of similar to the next. Then they just keep going. Some of the doors are locked. Some of them aren't. I don't know. I'm going to learn my way around. But uh, I would love to have a map. Apparently, they just don't make maps of emergency departments. The steps that are going to happen, so the day-to-day of actually working on the study is going to look like like this. I'm going to go in and get a pager at like eight in the morning. And then whenever a patient comes in with nausea, I'll get a page on the pager. So I don't have to be staying right in the hospital. I could actually be like, I could take the pager and then go back to school and study, or I could go back home and study. And whenever someone with nausea comes in, I'll get a page from the charge nurse or the triage nurse, I guess. Then I'll log into my computer open up their their chart and check to see if they might qualify for our study. So they have to be within an age cutoff. They can't be taking any other nausea medications. They can't be pregnant. So I'll be the first person to see them. I'll talk with them about the study. Then if they are interested, then I'll go and talk to the doctor and say that we want to enroll them, get their okay. And then we go to the pharmacists and they will pull a special randomized medicine envelope, which is like a black bag with a little vial in it. Then it'll get administered. I'll get baseline vital stats from their chart. I will get their baseline sort of nausea score, like scale of one to 10, how nauseous are you? Repeat that at 30, 60, and 90 minutes. So finally, um... I'll call back anybody who was seen the day before because we're actually going to ask them, did you like the medication that you were given and would you would you want that medication again? A little bit of a qualitative, subjective experience of the patient. How did they feel it went? If I can do that three to four times during my shift, then it's been a good day and I can actually just turn off my pager and call it quits. So three to four consented enrolled participants is a great day. The shift could potentially go from 8 in the morning until about midnight, a long time. Um, Technically, it could go till 4 a.m. the next day. I don't know that I see myself being able to do that um, realistically. So hopefully I'll be able to enroll three to four people maybe by 8 p.m. and then I'll just be able to go home. I'm excited about the project. I think I'm really going to like being in the emergency department. I think I'll be able to study a little bit in between enrolling patients. And then I'm also going to get to meet a lot of doctors, a lot of residents, all the nurses, and just see how things operate at a new emergency department. 
So this week, I'm preparing for a test on the musculoskeletal system. It feels like I haven't really been talking too much in the podcast about the musculoskeletal system. One of the biggest things is that this block, we have our first anatomy practical exam. So that means that we go in to the anatomy lab on test day after we've taken our normal multiple choice exam and we walk from table to table and there'll be a single sort of map pin pointing to a muscle or a nerve or an artery or vein on the cadavers. And we'll have to fill in the blank on our test sheets what structure is being pointed to by the, by the pin. It's probably going to be difficult. It's, it's harder first because it's not multiple choice. But we've been having a lot of practice to go into the anatomy lab and to study the cadavers and to really learn the anatomy. So I think it'll go well. So next week um, is a busy one because of preparing for the exam and trying to get in a few hours of help at the vaccine clinics that are coming up. And after that will be a green week, a week off where I get to see some family and friends. I'm going to get outside with my bikes. It's been nice weather. Also at the end of, at the end of this week, our second year students are transitioning to their third year. So that means they're going to have a three-week break and then their clerkships are starting. Uh, 52 weeks from now, I guess it'll be around episode 80. That's what I'll be doing. I'll be transitioning from second year to third year. That's it for this week. Thanks everybody for listening. If you have any questions, please email me at b-r-o-o-t at fastmail.com. And thanks to David Funkhauser for the intro and outro music. Have a great week.